0: We are Gateway Chapel, where we build your world by his word. We stand for fun, friendship, fellowship, and family. You are listening to a Pastor Eddie message. Today uh, Today is a very special day, 02022020. I think that's very prophetic, don't you agree? I think it's a very prophetic, prophetic day. And so my, my prayer for you is that God will open unusual doors for you. In the mighty name of Jesus, your life will be complete from today in the mighty name of Jesus. The anointing for completion is in the atmosphere. I pray that anointing will rest upon you in the mighty name of Jesus. It says 0202, flip it all around. it says 2020. It means that you have 360 degrees view of your life. I pray that the angels of God will minister to you in every area of your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Today, nothing will no longer be missing in your life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. We have declared this month the month of unimaginable progress. This will be your testimony. The Bible says that they go from strength to strength, each one of them, each one of them, they go from strength to strength, making unimaginable progress. Every day, I pray that God will strengthen you in the mighty name of Jesus. It says, and each one appears before God in Zion. You have appeared today. I pray that the strength of today be released upon you in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that financial strength be released upon you. I pray that emotional strength be released upon you. I believe that, I pray that marital strength will be released upon you in the mighty name of Jesus. It says, uh, but, but Paul was admonishing Timothy. He says, uh, says meditate upon these things. It says that your profiting may appear unto all. So I pray that um, the profitability of spirituality Your profitability in spirituality will be evident for all to see. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. The the title of my series this month is The One God Uses. The One God Uses. We have just completed our our, uh, fast. We have prayed. We have goals. We have ambition. We have vision. We have dreams. And um, we want God to use us. Amen. So, the one want, want to look at the life of the, the lifestyle and the life of the one that God uses. Uh, I was sharing on Friday. I said that right now we are in a state of we are in a state of spiritual alert after that kind of fasting. Many of you won't believe right now that where you are. This is the time to uh, to to uh, believe God for some great things because your faith is ripe. The Bible talks about Moses. He says he spent 40 days on the mountain. When he came down, the Bible says that his face shone. They had to put a, a, a veil over his face. Right now, you are shining spiritually. I pray that that, um, that, grace, that grace will reflect in everything you do throughout this year in Jesus' mighty name. The one God uses. You know, if you look at the Bible, again, this is one of those messages. This is why I call that the ouch message. Uh, we cannot but, this is the vegetable. You know, of uh, Christianity, we cannot. But um, in a, after fasting, we cannot talk about. It's, it takes a lot to sustain our fast. Uh, so, um, uh, so the uh, the message is not to indict you, but it's just one of those things we need to consider as a family. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just putting a little disclaimer there. so, in case it starts pinching a little bit, you know, Pastor gave me some warning that you know it's just uh, the man God uses, the man God uses. If you look through the Bible, look at the life of Jesus, and you look at. Uh, his disciples, it's obvious that God God wants to use us. He wants to use us to make a difference. God calls you and I to be uh, world changers. And that's the fact. This is your destiny. You are a world changer. You may not know it, but everything starts and originates from the spirit. As time proceeds and as you grow in life, you will begin to see that you are a world changer. And so everyone, every follower of Jesus is called, God calls to be a, a world changer. In fact, if you look at the book of Matthew, in Matthew 5, I was saying, I said, You are the you are the light of the world. That's, that is a that's a huge description. You are the light of the world. And he says you are a city set i mean he said you are a city set on a hill in other words no one can miss your visibility everyone looks up to you you are an influencer every follower of christ is called to be an influencer before twitter jesus was he said follow me years ago that was before twitter before instagram before facebook before In other words, our call call and the call to followership is a call to influence. It's a call to influence. It says you are the salt of the earth. If you sprinkle something, sprinkle salt in water, that water will no longer be the same. If you sprinkle salt in your food, that food will no longer be the same. You will know that there is salt in this food. And so God has called you and I to be great influencers. That's what the Bible, that's what the Bible says. And if you look at his uh, disciples, it took 12 men, 12 ordinary men, 12 professional men, men who just went about their own business and their own lifestyle. They spent three and a half years with him. And they, they spent three and a half years with him, and they just altered the course of the world. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? They just changed everything. Three, Twelve men. Twelve men. And so you will find that, um, but the man that God uses, now that God has called you and I, you can, God has given us the ability to change our family. You can change your family. You can change your community. You can change your company. You can change your industry. Every follower of Jesus is called to make a change. Every follower of Jesus is called to influence wherever they are. When light comes, darkness do not argue. Light never argues with darkness. So Jesus said, you are the light of the world. In other words, when you take your position in following me, no one argues with you. No one argues with you. No one argues with the effects of the changes that you bring on board. No, no one argues with your value. That is our call. That's the call to a ministry. Praise the Lord. But however, the man God uses must do certain things. And the first thing the man God uses must do is what? Surrender. You have to surrender. You have to surrender. You have to surrender to for God to use you to accomplish the changes he wants to make in your family, at your place of work, in your career, in your industry, in your community, in your city. You know, one of the things I love about um, England is that every now and then, in fact, every year, they look out for ordinary men and women who are making who are making impact and changes in their community, and they invite them to the Queen's Palace and give them an MBE. This is one nation where it doesn't matter where you come from, it doesn't matter what, um, uh, uh, what it doesn't matter what you, as long as you are committed and you bring a change, you will be recognized for your contribution. And that's exactly what God wants us to do. But the man that God uses must be willing to surrender. You've got to surrender to him and surrender to the mission. You see, one of my favorite movies is um, um, Mission Impossible. He said, this mission is not forced on you. He said, however, this mission, should you choose to accept it? In other words, your choice is required in the fulfillment of this mission. Our mission is to change the world. And it starts from you. And then, like salt, you infiltrate and alter the taste of your family, your career, those who walk around you, your community, your city, and ultimately the world. But the man God uses more, surrender certain things. So surrender means to give up. To give up. You must give up certain things. And I want to talk about those things this this month. The first thing you have to give up is what the Bible is. three-letter words. Three-letter words that the Bible called S-I-N, sin. Here it comes. That's why I said it's one of those messages. It's an ouch message. The first thing you have to give up, is sin and I want to, let's just look at what the bible says i love i love the new translation the word the bible described uh the way the bible described this lifestyle it says galatians 5 verse 19 it says when you follow the desires of your sinful nature the results are very clear it then went ahead to describe the sinful nature it says sexual immorality Impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery. Amen. So you surrender these things. You surrender these things. Hostility. Hostility. Just hostile. Not friendly. You say you surrender it. Quarreling. Quarreling. You know, how many of your friends do you have left? <laughs> how many do you have left? You started out with a lot of friends, with lots of friends. Have you noticed gradually your circle of influence starts growing thinner and thinner because you have fought everybody? Fought fight everybody. It's interesting, the Bible calls quarreling a sinful nature. Say, surrender it. Why are they wanting to surrender it? Because God wants to use you. Sorry, that's Just quarrel, Quarreling Christian. Eh? Quarreling, quarreling Christian. At work, nobody comes near your desk. It's so touchy. like, like. Cactus. Anyone who hugs you is like hugging a cactus. (laughs) You know the plant. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay, let me put it this way. It is easier to hug a cactus. (laughs) Uh, We are talking about personalities. Quarreling. Argumentative. Is it jealousy? Jealousy. Some people mask jealousy. You mask it with you call it a it's a healthy competition. <laughs> what is healthy about competition? It's jealousy. It's a healthy competition. Why is that a healthy competition? Self-improvement, yes. Personal development, yes. Competition. Jealousy. I love this one. Outburst of anger. Mm, ouch! You just can't control yourself. Just outburst. It says, um, "Selfish ambition. You just want to be, a, be your, You just want to be like your friend at all costs. Selfish ambition," the Bible says. Envy, drunkenness, I like this one, wild parties. <laughs> it says, now it says, wild parties and other things, other things like this. He let, let me tell you again, and I have, and I have, like I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. I like the way the message put it. It says, it is obvious what kind of life develops out of trying to get your own way all the time. Repetitive, loveless, cheap sex. A stinking accumulation of mental and emotional garbage. Frenzied and joyless grabs for happiness. Trinket gods. Magic show religion. Mm. You know, illusion. Magic. In other words, your Christianity is fake. You are acting up. Trick. Trick, trick, Christianity. The one with the label, but without the power. The one God uses. It says cutthroat competition, excluding Opposition Andrew. <laughs> All consuming, yet never satisfied wants, a brutal temper, an impotence to love or be loved, divided homes and divided lives, small minded and lopsided pursuits. The vicious habit of depersonalizing everyone into, into a rival, uncontrolled and uncontrollable addiction. The Bible says, "It's sin. Now now Romans 6 says, "What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? Do we just go on behaving like this, like it doesn't matter because the grace of God is available to every one of us? How long are we going to continue to live this kind of lifestyle, forgetting the mission? How long? How long? Say, by no means. We died to sin. How can we live in it again? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when you have joined with Christ in baptism, we joined him in his death? So we must surrender sin. We give it up. We give up all these things. You consciously, intentionally work on yourself to give it up. Drunkenness, drinking, smoking. Pornography, theft, stealing, backstabbing your neighbor, speaking evil of your neighbor, speaking evil of people you don't even know. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you see someone, right? You wish that person is your friend, but she's not your friend. All of a sudden, you Eah! slash attack them. I just can't stand this person. And you can say, but there is no reason. Once there's no proximity, perception can be distorted. How many times have you hated on someone, and then eventually found out this person is the nicest person in the world? And you say, oh, I didn't know you were like this. So how do you think I was before? (laughs) The fact is that you're just intimidated. Rather than deal with your own intimidation, is said we are like grasshoppers in our very own eyes. You start slashing other people. Maybe they look more elegant than yourself. For whatever reason, small-minded thinking. Rather than address the small-minded grasshopper mentality, slash with your tongue. Pull them down. Cast them down. Talk them down. Talk them down because you are overwhelmed by your own fear, your own insecurities. You don't have to live like that. That' because it's sin. So let it go. Let it go. How long will you stay angry for what happened to you in 2005? How long? The anger has become a stronghold. How long? How long? Bible calls it sin. And you surrender it. You can't hold on to these things and still hold on to your mission. You cannot. It's not the way it works. You cannot. So what you do? You admit and surrender. You admit it and surrender. Admit pornography and surrender it. And gritty lights and surrender it. Your lifestyle has got to measure up. Our lifestyle on our lifestyle on this mission has got to measure up. It's got to measure up. We cannot become the very same thing we're trying to change. We cannot. We cannot. You cannot bring a change if you are the very same thing. I'm like, let me let let me take let me take let me take alcohol for example. Alcohol. He said, but you know, but Bible, Jesus turned water into wine, and I don't drink all the time. And I, well, that's okay for your level, but for this mission, we sacrifice. We sacrifice. He say "I'm not addicted." Then give it up. Then give it up. We not only admit and we don't. We do not only admit and surrender. We also give up the curiosity. I wonder if what it is like to. No, you don't need to wonder. Curiosity lures you in. There are people who have gone from soft porn to hardcore out of curiosity. I had a story about a young man many years ago. This is nightclub, I wonder what they do when they go there. I wonder what they do there. I'm going to find out so I can witness, witness effectively. So he went. <laughs> So you want to find out what happens in the nightclub. Nice and they got hooked. They would have gone in and looked at Is this what they do here? I refuse to dance. <laughs> I refuse to dance. In fact, I won't, I won't even respond to the music. <laughs> I'll keep myself to myself. This is a bunch of sinners, look at all of them, jumping and getting excited about useless music, devil music. <laughs> I refuse to dance. All these demons. I'll soon cast all of them out. <laughs> from from witnessing he became an advocate. <laughs> if you don't admit and surrender it, you will soon be out of this mission. You will soon be out of this mission. Find your sin and run away from it. Find your sin and run away from it. Fight it, fight it, don't justify it. And sin is sweet. Oh, after venting, I felt like I just came back from holidays. (laughs) Sinful nature is delicious. Especially when you are not caught. You think you got away with it or are getting away with it. But it's only a matter of time. Find your sin and fight it. You find it, you fight it. That is the meaning of Christianity. You find it, you fight it. If you don't fight it, it will soon replace you. Don't justify it. Set your heart. Find your sin and fight it. Don't justify it. Many do. Many do. That's your cross. Carry it. Pay the price. Pay the price to give up gambling. Pay the price to give up pornography. Pay the price to give up lying. Some will just lie Naturally. Just come lying, just lie, just nature, second nature. Find it. Examine yourself. Find that sin and fight it as part of your surrender process. You know, sometimes we, we come to love our sin so much we are addicted to it. We cannot imagine a life without this sin but there's a better life without the sin. How will my life be like if I don't watch pornography? What will my life be like if I don't? Maybe there's no enjoyment in life. So some call sin enjoyment. They call it enjoyment. I just want to be, I want to be me, you know. I want to enjoy myself. Do I look bound? No. But the the reason why we go on and on about it is because we're not saying don't enjoy yourself. What we are saying, there's a higher calling. The calling to be part of the mission of Christ. We sacrifice something to be part of this calling. Paul said all things are lawful to do. He said, but not everything is expedient. He said, if meat met for idol will cause your brother to sin. He said, give it up. What you cannot confidently boast about in public. Give it up. What's the point? Give it up. Oh, I just want to let you know that, you know, uh, I just, um, uh, when when I was growing up, there was this guy. um, Now I know his addiction. They used to call him 13 and one. That's his name. That was his nickname 13 and 1. So he goes, he says that, oh, I'm, you know, I'm never drunk. So he, he drinks 13, 13 bottles of lager. He says, I don't do 14. 14, I'll be drunk. I only drink 13 and 1. Yeah. So when I've taken 13, I take this one, that's it. But I'm not drunk. I'm not drunk. I am not drunk i can control myself. It's all in hand. <laughs> Jesus turned water into wine. This is the bit I'm doing right now. Find it and fight it. He's dead now, by the way. What do you expect? Oh. <laughs> you sacrifice it or it will sacrifice you. This mission, should you choose to accept it, Right? to your feet and let us pray. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about us at www gatewaychapel.org.uk Remember to subscribe so you'll never miss another message like this one. Be blessed!